welcome back to episode five of The Weighing Room, brought to you by The Winners Enclosure. You are joined with myself, Hannah Baycroft and Frankie Foster, and we're going to be taking you through Saturday's ITV race card. Now, we're going to be looking at four races from Haydock and three from Ascot. Now, just having a quick look at last week, Frankie, I have to say, well, actually, you'll be pleased about this. I didn't do so well last week. <laughs> you had two winners and the Winners Enclosure had two winners, which is great. Um, but tell us about Cheltenham. How was it for you? Yeah, thank God. I thought I was going to do the card on Friday. I had the first two, Fergals in the first, who's flying, then editor the G. And then had it not been for Rachel Blackmore's incredible jockeyship, I would have had um, a winner there because it would have been first over the fence. But how how insane was that? How she sat on, um, I can't actually remember the name of the horse, Gin Online. Yeah, um, I know. Crazy. I mean, in your opinion, because there was an inquiry, do you think she should have carried on? Yeah, I think so. I was, I was really surprised. I was emerged in Cheltenham and Friday was a, a day out for me. So I was very hungover and <laughs> got through a full day's work Saturday and, and went out. So I was engrossed in all things Cheltenham and not really looking at the media. And I was shocked to find out, sort of chatting to someone on Sunday, hearing that she got some stick for it. Um, I, I thought that was, well, as I said, I was shocked. I thought she would have got praised for, you know, such amazing skill. Um, the horse got up and, and carried on fine and she managed to sit on it. So I think I, I had it the other way that it was, you know, an incredible bit of sports um, performance over anything we should be complaining about. And thank God both horses were all right. Um, I think the scouting team gave an update as well um, on my driver and both horses and jockeys home safe. So all good. But yeah, yeah it's racing. Um, great weekends racing. And unfortunately, after those two winners, no, nothing else won. But I still had good fun, which is the main thing. Um, that, yeah, that week, is the main thing. This weekend, I'm off to Haydock, which is nice because we're about to run through the Haydock card together. Or at least yeah, we are. And so. um, I mean, so actually, I was going to say, um, with Haydock, going to share a little story here. So actually, it's I like Haydock for me is quite a special place because it's been two moments in my career so like the first time I went to Haydock I was a showgirl for the opening credits for ITV alongside Ed Chamberlain which was really nice and then the second time was this year when we went when it was absolutely hammering it down with rain um and obviously presenting the racing for race day so Haydock for me I think is just a really special place um and then when I was looking at the car today I was like oh and that obviously the last time I went there like I said was when it was hammering it down with rain but um I have had brief look actually at the forecast and it is going to be dry with a little bit of rain scheduled now I always forget that obviously I'm in London so I look at the sky outside and I'm like oh the weather's fine but obviously Haydock is a long way from here so obviously the weather will be different um but so far it appears to be dry with a bit of rain um and what is going to be really nice as well which I'm really excited for is the Betfair Chase um Corto Star, obviously one of his favourite courses. He won the Betfair Chase four times, uh, 2006, 2007 and 2008. And then again in 2011. So Bristol DeMay will be, well, it's on to him to see if he can make it a fourth win to equal Corto Star. So that'd be really exciting on uh, Saturday. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm sure you're looking forward to the same or is there anything in particular that stands out to you? No, that's the that's the big one, isn't it? Um, some big names. I'm quite looking forward to watch Brave Man's game in the first um, chasing. That's been a horse I've wanted to see go chasing since it went in the Ballymore at Cheltenham. So 
I'm uh, I'm excited to watch that. I mean, fingers crossed. I, I was about to say it's not much of a race and it should win, but you never you never be too sure. Um, you never know. <laughs> excited to see Brave Man's game go over fences for the first time. It is. Well, without further ado, let's crack on and get through the card. So let's start off with the 1350, uh, which is the Betfair graduation steeplechase. Now, the winners' enclosure have gone for Brave Man's Game. I am also sided with Brave Man's Game, and I believe you are too, aren't you? So that's a full house all around. Something actually that we haven't all agreed on in a few weeks. Um, so yeah, obviously we didn't see uh, Brave, Man, Brave Man's Game sorry, at Wing Canton uh, with a non-runner. So it'd be nice to actually finally see him again. Since the last time we saw him on his chasing debut at Newton Abbott on the 10th of October. I mean, he's a really, really exciting novice chaser. I mean, he's brilliant. So super excited to see him. But I've actually also noted down uh, the Dan Skelton, Al Nadam, um, Harry Skelton rides on Saturday. Now, he is top weight, um, but he makes his seasonal debut. Last time out, he was the favourite at Cheltenham, did come seven from 16. But it'll be interesting to see how he goes. So I have noted that one down for myself just to have a look at. Um, at and lot Sorry? So there's a big price at 18 to 1. Yeah, well, if it came in, you'd be uh, pretty happy, wouldn't you? But no, I've just noted that down just to have a look at. Um, and I was going to say, actually, last year's winner was Master Tommy Tucker. So, um, another Nichols horse. So, if he wins again, that'll be another one for the team. Um, but, Frankie, like I said, you've, you've had this pick for yours. So, yeah, brave man. What are your thoughts? Uh, as we said, we all, um, we all had it to win uh, when Canton was supposed to go out, wasn't it? Um, and exactly the same here. We've all selected it. It's a really exciting novice chaser. Did nothing wrong first time chasing. Um, slight step up in class here. And, I think you just want to watch this horse go around and do the business and all roads lead to Cheltenham with this, I think. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we're all agreeing on that one. Well, let's move on then to the 14.25, the handicap hurdle race. Um, now, this one, well, well, first we'll say the winner's enclosure one. Uh, the winner's enclosure going for Dr. Foster. So I had to lean far away there because I've got books everywhere. Um, but I'm excited, Dr. actually. Duffy. <laughs> Sorry? I said Dr. Foster or Dr. Duffy? Did I say Dr. Foster? <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I? That's a really good series, actually. Have you seen it? It's so good. I meant Dr. Duffy, not Dr. Foster. Um, I am going with Did They Leave You Out, the J.P. McManus horse. Now, what was interesting when I was looking into this horse, um, so he's had two runs already this season, second both at Chepstow and most recently at Newbury. Um, and he came second by three quarters of a length from Stony Mountain. Um, so when you look at his record, back in 2019, 2020, had an absolute terrible time, had two falls. And then on uh, his seasonal debut in 2020, he fell. So it wasn't looking great at all. But what I found interesting was we normally see this horse around January, February, March time, and it doesn't look great. However, now um, we've seen him. He's gone quite well, came second, um, like I said, both races. The last time he went around this time was in 2018, and he had two out of three winners from October, November, December. So I thought that's quite interesting because he's going well so far. So it'll be nice to see how he goes. Um, the last race he carried 10 stone 11, and he'll be carrying 10 stone 13. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes, but I just thought that was really interesting, actually. And, I've got his um, form up here because I was looking at it again earlier. You look at it and when you look back, you just think, 
no, it doesn't look great. But like I said, I'm hopeful. Had some the two the two seconds recently, and I think it will go well Saturday. Fingers crossed that I can get some more winners. That's who I'm going for. Eleven to one. So, same as Dr. Duffy, both around 11 to 1. Mine, I am looking at the top of the market. Um, in, I mean, to be fair, both horses at the top there, hanging around 92, 5 to 1 apiece. Riggs for the scout and team, I think it's an interesting one. And on form, I'd probably have it running a grade three. It fell next time out um, when going best of all. And then I would discount its most or discard sorry it's most recent run um being its reappearance run and i'd say it would come on for that and it's actually going off a pound lower i think than when they had it in that grade three so on form i'd have that you know went well in the grade three it fell next time next time out going best of all but the horse i'm going to go with is not that um it's right place right time i think emmett mullins will not be taking one here over from ireland for a day out at Haydock. <laughs> I think they're coming here to win. It's been going well in three mile chases. It's only carrying 10 stone two. Um, and there's already been a lot of market support. For it. It's around 12s into fives already. Um, so I think, you know, off of that form and the fact that I don't think they'll take one horse over from Ireland to Haydock to run the race like this uh, for no reason. I reckon Emmett Mullins could have a smart one up his sleeve. So right place, right time for me at five to one. Okay, so then we get right into it with the Betfair Steeplechase at 3 o'clock at Haydock. So, a bit of a torn situation here between my head and my heart. So, obviously, last year's winner was Bristol DeMay. Um, like I said earlier, attempts to make it a fourth win at the race. Now, as much as he is a beautiful horse, I absolutely love him. And I know I say I love all beautiful horses, but that's just a true horse lover. They're all beautiful. Um, I am going with Aplutard. Now, I had to really think about this because actually I've written two things about both and I was like, mm. so my heart is saying Bristol to make because I'd like to see him get the fourth win, but my head is saying uh, Aplutard. So um, highest rated in the race, obviously ridden by the dream team. You've got Rachel Blackmore and Henry de Bromhead. Shouldn't really say ridden by because they're not both riding at the same time, but you know what I mean. Uh, so the last time we saw him was the Gold Cup and came second to stablemate Manila Indo. This weekend is his seasonal debut and he does go well fresh. So that's not a problem. Um, and it is his first time at Haydock. So that would be nice to see. That would be my only question. First time going around Haydock, but I'm, I'm in the same boat. And so is the winner's enclosure. It's a full house again. Uh, mm. tired. As you said, I mean, second in the Gold Cup, you don't get much more of a staying test than that. Uh, both those horses beat Alban Foto, who was a two-time Gold Cup winner in third, who had had a great prep again. So you're looking at some real, real smart horses out of that race. One, that, that is my selection. One at a price might be Royal Pagal um, for Venetia Williams. I was quite excited to see this horse go in the Gold Cup after it kind of burst onto the scene late last year. Um, and I think maybe if it rains, if it gets soft ground, that might be a shout. But I think the forecast is supposed to be good to soft and, and pretty dry, actually. But mm. yeah, a Plutard full house for, for all of us, but one at a price, maybe Royal Pagal if it's wet. I mean, you never know with the English weather, it all could change. And as well, um, Haydock is uh, a flat track, so that might be okay for that one. That's what I've noted down. Okay, so moving on to the last one that we're looking at at Haydock Park, we have got uh, the My Odds Boost on Better Handicap Steeple Chase. Now, when I first looked at this, I put down Empire Steel. However, 
I'm going to go for something different because I saw you went for this one and I thought, well, I'm going to be, you know, let's not be boring. Let's not all go for the same here. Let's talk about some other horses. So I am going for Strictly Dancer, which I do believe is the current favorite. Now, with Empire Steel, you're probably going to say the same thing, but it does go well fresh. Every time it's gone one fresh, uh, sorry, every time it's come out fresh, it's one um, and it is the seasonal debut. So not a problem there. However, that's not who I'm going with. Strictly Dancer, which I do believe is the winner's enclosure pick as well. Um, the form, it's got great form. It's won its last two, um, two times out. It's out of Yates as well. Now, this season, it's had three runs. Um, it's won two of them. So its first appearance was the 8th of October, my birthday. The uh, came fifth. Then the second was the 22nd of October and the 13th of November, both coming first. Now, it has had a different jockey each time. So Jack Judah rides, but the last time he won on this horse was on the 11th of November in 2020. Um, but since then, he has placed. So it'll be nice to see how he goes. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Strictly Dancer. Same, same for the winners' enclosure. And I don't think you'd be... Well, it's definitely not a bad show. And it's top of the market at like six to four now. I, I, I uh, was actually watched it with Christian at Cheltenham. And they were quite surprised to see it win. Obviously, won in October, come back in November, and they weren't expecting it to win. But it looked like it could have gone round again. It won going away. It looked a real, real smart horse, and they were excited for it. But I think this is a slightly tougher race. I mean, they obviously fancy it. They run like run this weekend, and they're mm -hmm. going to take it straight up to Haydock to go again. It must have gone home in good form. Um, but I am going to go with Empire Steel, as you said. Um, I just. I think off of what it's done so far, it did get pulled up last time out, but it was in a very smart race in a, in a class one against some real classy horses. I think they must fancy it to be, to be giving it a go in those strong races. Um, and I'm sure they would have got it right for, right for this race at Haydock. And I think it could just be a bit, bit of a better horse out of, out of the competition that's in here. I mean, Potts Corner, again, it's gone around Cheltenham for, for Christian Williams' team. Um, the favourites, obviously, one torn a bounce at Cheltenham in some decent races. But I think former that Empire Steel, you know, winning one in the Class 3, getting pulled up against some real smart horses, I think it's a better horse and they will have it right for this. So at a price, as opposed to 6-4, to I'd have that at 6-1. to one. Okay, so we switch over now to Ascot. So, Frankie, I will hand this over to you, our next three races. We've got three at Ascot, and we are starting with one that is, again, a selection, like you said, a selection from my heart over my head, and I actually had to change. I uh, let me just get the race up. Um, here we are. The 1965 Chase, grade two, over two miles five. Um, the winner's enclosure selection is lost in translation. My selection, these horses had a good old battle for a couple of races, is definitely the soy. I would say this is the horse that got me into horse racing after watching it and backing it as a group win the triumph and then kind of following it ever since. And it went plenty of times at Cheltenham, which is you know where me and all my mates will go to watch it. So I absolutely love this horse. It obviously fell apart a little bit. Um, the back end of last season, I've been two to five favourite for the champion chase and not really doing anything and then struggling since. But you've got to give it another go. <laughs> it wouldn't still be here if, if it wasn't still doing enough at home. Um, it's an, it was an amazing horse and, you know, it was on track to be, I mean, I think, I think it was champion chase favourite even when Shaq and Bussois was still in the race and so was Altior. And it's a, it's a great jumping horse. It's just whether they've got it right. But I think, like I said, I don't think they'd be here 
if if it wasn't in with half a chance, and I can't not back it at four to one seventy two. So definitely saw it <coughs> my selection. So I am uh, going with Dash or Drasher. So Rex Dingle takes the ride um, whilst Matt Griffiths recovers in hospital from the car accident. Um, so new jockey uh, trained by Jeremy Scott. Now his form uh, last three runs one all of them does well at ascot as we've seen so all of those i'm pretty sure actually all of those last three wins were at ascot so it's all there really um so beating saturday's contender master tommy tucker and benny's king already now since making his chasing debut he has had four wins from seven chasing starts last season he had three wins from four i think he's a really good horse um so apart from the change of jockey I think it. I think it would be absolutely fine. That was the only thing that did concern me. I thought, mm, change jockey, but I think it would be fine because he's a good horse. It's Jeremy Scott stable star, so that's my pick for the fourteen oh five. On form, I think we've got to have it. But as I said, I'm going with the heart over the head. That one. Um, <laughs> next up, two forty at Ascot is the Coral Hurdle <laughs> Class One Grade Two over two mile three. Um, again, you've got a horse in here which I just can't not back in Goshen. <laughs> I think I took it last time as well, and it forever disappoints me and loses me money. But it's it's one of those I, I don't know how Buzz is a five to six favourite, and it's literally been getting short throughout the day since it's been I think since it's been declared it's mm. six to four, five to four, even money, and now gone on to on at five to six. I can't see how that is so short. Um, Molly Oddie's wishes. Obviously, went one well last time out and went pretty impressively up at Weatherby. Song for someone, Goshen could have lapped when it actually was on form. And I just think, you know, Goshen ran in the champ hurdle and it nearly ran off the track before it even went anywhere. <laughs> then it went in the Irish champion hurdle and did all right. It come just behind Abercadabra. Um, if, it, if it turns up, it's a grade one horse and it should win. It's just, it's just a crazy great one. <laughs> I'm taking my chance. Again, it's because of the price. Like, I don't think Buzz should be five to six. I think Goshen. No, I don't. I don't. Goshen at four to one, you take your chances. So uh, that's my selection. The winner's enclosure, um, I've also gone with Goshen. So they're feeling brave as well. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, it'd be amazing if you saw those two horses that I've just spoke about uh, in the last two uh, Ascot wins. So Goshen is mine, the winner's enclosure. And what about yourself? So I am going with my favourite trainer, and this was the horse that I backed um, a few weeks ago. I think it was the 30th of October, Molly Ollie's Wishes. Such an impressive horse, and I think that ride was brilliant. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so like I said, already had that appearance at Weatherby on October 30th, winning by five and a half lengths, won easily, jumped well. Um, at the bottom of the weight, he's, uh, he's the lowest rated, and I think there's more to come from this mare. Absolutely impressive. Um, last year's winner, Song for Someone, um, is it declared for this race? I know you mentioned it, but has it been declared? Um, I don't know. There's a price up, but it is drifting. Um, so maybe not. There, there's a price up on racing post, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's been declared. Yeah, because that was only a three-horse race um, last year. But anyway, so yeah, that's who I'm going for. I, I just, I mean, one of the things when I see a Dan Skelton horse, I just think, mm. Yeah, yeah. Get that one down. Absolutely flying over the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Bridget Andrews, she rides. Uh, she's ridden the mare before. Um, okay, hasn't won on the mare. Came second at Beckenham in December 2019. Um, but really, I just, 
I, I really do think it will go well. The pair will go well. So, yeah, that's my pick. Molly Ollie's wishes. Good stuff. Uh, last up, the 315 Class 2 Handicap uh, over two miles one. And I am going with the man, Nick Schofield, who's absolutely flying at the moment. Can't stop winning. Um, he's given some great rides. He was unlucky to come second in the, in the last at Channel on Sunday. I thought he should have won. Um, if you look at if you look at the weights on this, um, it's actually disappeared. I don't know whether again things seem to be changing as we're speaking. But before midnight, beat Sky Pirate at Cheltenham. Sky Pirate was carrying top right, and Nick said he was slightly worried about that. Um, also, first time out, he said it will come on as it goes through the year. You've now got this horse having its first run, so coming in and running again, and has got an eight pound swing. I think with before midnight, before midnight went off ten three. Um, yeah, eight pounds, and now it's going off ten eleven, um, and Sky Pirates going off eleven twelve as it did last time. So it's coming out having a run. It's got an eight pound swing on the only horse that beat it last time out. Nick is in absolutely flying form, so I'm going to go with Sky Pirate again. Um, the winners' enclosure have gone with Sully Doc AA. Never know quite how to say that. Uh, Maiden Coleman on board. Um, so that's the two two from us and all by yourself to finish up. Well, I can guess who you're going for <laughs> after it picked you up a picked you up a winner, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. And actually, so Sky Pirate has uh beaten this horse twice, okay, twice. However, I am sticking with Amula Gold. Uh, last year's winner was first blow. Um, but yes, Amula Gold wears cheap pieces for the first time, so let's hope maybe that's just a little push. Uh, for concentration but yeah we've already seen greatness in this horse um i was really impressed with my 12 to 1 winner uh, a few weeks ago um i'm really impressive uh i'm just trying to think which which was the race i watched earlier i mean the horse is brilliant and i just thought i can't not i can't not now have you got have you got the what price is it at, at the moment frankie if you've got it up it's it's i uh, can't get a price at the moment i imagine there's uh no i can't get a price uh, let me have a look. Well, whilst you're looking, just a few things that I really loved about the horse. I mean, it won by an, literally a nose, but the amount of ground it covered to win was just incredible. Um, so, and it came second in this race last year, two first blows. So, she got before fingers crossed. Top of the market, nine to four. Sky Pirate, seven to two. Amula Gold, nine to two. And then Sully Yock. Nine to ones were priced from the winner's enclosure. Competitive race, no doubt. Um, it is, but it's going to be an exciting one. So that's, and you know, another Dan Skelton um, horse. So yeah, that's my pick for that one. Actually, I think I've got three from the Dan Skelton yard this week. Um, um, wouldn't, wouldn't be wrong. That's all we kept seeing in the winner's enclosure all weekend. To yeah. Uh, yeah, they are flying. Exciting weekends racing. And hopefully, as always, we've got some winners. I mean, there's some, there's some great horses. Goshen, obviously, we spoke about Death to Soy. You've got Brave Man's Game. You've got Sky Pirates, another exciting one. And even then, you've obviously got the big one with Afu Tar. It's, mm. um, we're really getting into winter jump racing now, and it's exciting. Yeah, it is. I mean, I always use the word exciting, so I feel like I need to use something else, like it's going to be thrilling. Um, but it gets better and better each week and more exciting. I mean, do you know what's nice? Last year when I was watching this, I was just sat on the sofa and, you know, there was no crowds and it was just pretty miserable, whereas it's good because we're back up and running. 
you know, there's crowds, there's a better atmosphere, everyone's excited and the, you know, the hype is back. So lots to look forward to. Um, but yeah, we will, we'll see how we get on this week. We go again and uh, we will catch up with everyone next Thursday. So don't forget to join us. Well, you won't catch us on Thursday. We're going to catch each other on Thursday and you'll be probably seeing it on the Friday. Um, but until then, good luck on all your selections. And myself and Frankie will see you soon.